So today's message is called Just Like You. And I think we're going to have a little bit of fun. It's not going to be a long message, but for those who are taking notes, um, our key verse is going to be out of John 5, verses 19. 19. <laughs> key verse is going to be out of John 5, verses 19 and 20. <clears throat> Holy Ghost. I was kind of pondering some things this morning and just like you, to be just like the Father. In order for us to be like something, we must first know what, like, uh, what it is that we want to be like. We want to know who they are, what they are, right? Um, I remember, uh, you know, if, if you think back with our children, for those who have children, for those who maybe you know a child. But I remember when, our, when my boys were young and they were growing up, you know, and now they're men, you know. And, but they wanted to do everything that I did. Like everything that I did. You know, they would follow me around. <laughs> they would pull, you know, they would pull on your leg as you're walking and you're like, Get away. <laughs> not, not really, but. <laughs> but they wanted to be like their father, you know. They wanted to, and, and they do everything. And, and what they would do is they would, you know, and you can look, even the kids now, you, you can look at the children and they watch everything that we do. Like the small children, and you know, man, bless their hearts. They're so truthful. They have no filter. They're just honest, man. You know, gosh, they're like, you like, hey, you're fat. <laughs> hey, what's the matter with your leg? But but they're just so honest. But see, they just want to they just want to be because they're in the growing process. They're in the they're in the maturing process, right? So if you ever looked at they, they they watch how the dad moves their arms. They watch how you eat your sandwich. They, I mean, they do everything. You know, I, I remember, um, I remember, I remember my dad. I would see my dad smoking. I mean, I'm little. I'm 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 I'm, I'm young. I, it's weird. I remember this. I don't remember a lot of my childhood for whatever reason. I think the Lord did that. But I remember my dad smoking, and as a child, I couldn't wait to get old enough to smoke. Like, I wanted to, I just like, man, I can't wait to be old enough. Man, Dad, I can't wait. I'm going to smoke like you. And, you know, of course, they discouraged that. Huh? But I just wanted to do what my dad did, right? We become their, like the mini-me's, you know, like the, our little mini-me's. I, did, I wanted to smoke because I just wanted to be cool like my dad. And I remember uh, my son Peter, when we were young, God, he's going to get mad at me for this. When we were younger, when my, my, when my boys were younger, I was a big gamer. And that's all I did. I mean, I lived and breathed video games. Actually, it wasn't that long, that many years that I just kind of gave all that up. But I remember playing the video game, and in this video game, it was like it was a James Bond game. <laughs> and I was a secret agent. 
And I would go through this thing, and I had my little silencer gun, and I would shoot the bad people. And every time I would shoot the bad guy, they would go, and my son watched me play this game over. He would, like, he would sit there in his pamper with a bottle hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> and he would just, like, just like this, and watching me play this video game. And it got so bad that we would start playing the game by ourselves, me and him. So he would run around the apartment, and I would go, Pew! and he would go, oh. But it's because they just, they just, they, they learn these things, right? They just want to do what we do, right? So the question that I'm going to ask you guys is this this morning, and, and I don't want you to answer it out loud, but just kind of ponder the thought, who do you look like today? Who do you look like? You know, I think the picture that I had Growing up, I, I look at my, my, what I went through in, in my life, and I'm going to share some stuff. I'm, I'm going to be really transparent this morning. So I'm going to keep it PG, but I'm going to be very transparent this morning on, on things that I, I saw myself coming out of and things that I struggled with. Because, see, I had a, a really distorted view of what a father was supposed to look like. You know, I had a really distorted view of, of what it looked like. <clears throat> and it's no dishonor, there's no disrespect to my dad at all. Not, none. My, my dad has gone to be with the Lord, and my dad, you know, he, he got saved, and he, he loves the Lord. He's, he's gone to be with the Lord. But in his younger years, he did a lot of things that, that he shouldn't have done. You know, and because of that, because of that, there's, it, it affects, you know, things that happen. Woo, Holy Ghost, come on. Ah, come on, Jesus. Okay. So, you know, it, it, it Jesus. But, you know, the enemy's a liar. Because, see, the devil, when I say the enemy, I'm, I'm talking about the devil. The enemy, tried, he, he's a counterfeiter of all things, God. You see, and because of the relationship that I had with my dad, my dad, I, I don't know what my dad's relationship with his father was like. But just to give you a little bit of background, my dad was a, 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 a well-known um, Latin music uh, player. He played the bass. He's a musician. He traveled the world in his younger years. Um, he's, he's inducted into the Hall of Fame of, of, of bass players and, and received uh, awards and all, I mean, accolades. Great guy. The best, listen, he is the best guy you would ever meet. He would take the shirt off his back for you. But of course, in that industry, what happens is everything that comes in that lifestyle, drugs, women, all that stuff. <clears throat> so I saw a lot of things that I shouldn't have seen growing up. Um, and I don't know how far or much I want to get into this, but 
but it was a distorted view. I'm going to pray really quick. Father, I just thank you, Lord. I just pray, God, even now, Lord, that every word, God, would bring you glory. I thank you for everybody in this room. Lord, I just thank you, God, for a tangible and transferable anointing, God, that would impact and pierce hearts today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I didn't have a normal relationship with my dad. As a matter of fact, as I, I started getting, you know, for those that don't know my testimony, um, I'm not going to get into all that, but later on when I was involved in, in narcotics and, and high trafficking and, and, you know, kilos of cocaine and that kind of stuff, watch the whole video <laughs> later. Um, but I began to be a supplier for all of the friends in the music industry. And I began to be that guy that, you know, supplied and, and, and all that stuff. And, 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 and I, as I began to live in that life, I got deeper and deeper and deeper. Because, see, everything that motivated me was money and power. That's all that I, I, mean, I didn't care. I was like, I just wanted money. And because if I had the money, then I had the power. <laughs> I know it's not like a movie, but it's true. And if I had the power, I was motivated because I wanted people to fear me. I praise God because he took me out of a lot of stuff, man. He really did. But, but I, was, I was such a violent person. And, you know, and what you see here is not me. Like, I, I mean, that's me now. But what you see here is a product of God's goodness. Amen. That's all it is. It's a product of his goodness and his faithfulness and, and a praying woman. <laughs> I'm telling you, you have no idea. I could sit here and put stories like you, you wouldn't believe it. But, but God and... and, and <laughs> But I was motivated if, if I wanted you to fear me. And if you didn't fear me, I would make you fear me. Like, really, I would hurt you. And, and I had no problem hurting people. And I got, I got to the point because that was my root, that all I wanted was power, money, and fear, that my life began a, a, a time of rage and anger. I was, I, I mean, it was a demonic time in my life. Because, see, I had a distorted view, and it's not about my dad. It's about the counterfeit, the lie, the enemy, where he came to, to counterfeit what God is supposed to look like. A good father. And I was full of rage. I was a horrible, 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 horrible person towards my wife. You guys, listen. It's by the grace of God. I don't know why I'm sharing all this, but for whatever reason, somebody needs to know this. 
I know it's the Lord because I don't. But I was violent with my wife. I was aggressive with my wife. I didn't care what she thought. She was beneath me. You do what I say. If you don't like it, too bad. And I began, and then we had children. And then I began to see my kids grow up. And I got my, my little, I got my, my, I mean, Christopher is in a, is in a uh, he's probably just gotten out. No, I don't even know how old he was. I just, and I have Peter still in diapers, and, but, he, but he's talking. No, he's not in diapers either. I don't know. <laughs> but he knew what was going on. And in this time of anger and rage, I began to, I, I began, man, I'm just going to call it what I was manifesting, man. I mean, I was demonically manifesting, but I didn't know it. And the funny thing is, I knew God, man. I knew God in this whole situation. But all I was was motivated by money and power. We would have arguments at the house, me and Alice. I would punch walls, I mean, kick things, break things. And it saddens my heart when I think when I think about it. And I, I, I it's like when I think about it, I repent over and over and I know I don't have to do that. But you know, my wife would a praying woman, you know. I, she would make me a, a, a food, you know, and She'd bring me a plate of food, and if I didn't like it, I don't want this. No, here. And boom, I'd pick up the plate, and I'd throw it against the wall. Said, I ain't eating this. Make me something else. And there she would be on the floor crying, weeping, crying, cleaning up the mess off the floor. And then she would go, and she would make me something else. No questions asked. And she would bring me something else. And it wasn't because of fear, because she wasn't, I don't believe she was afraid of me, but it's because she saw what I was going to become. There was times that, that I'm, a, I'm listen, I'm going to be honest. I mean, I was going to go out and I was going to hurt somebody to the point that I'd probably be in prison for the rest of my life. Alice would go and she would run. See, she's crazy wild in the spirit. But she would say, you ain't going nowhere. So, yes, I am. She didn't fear me. Everybody else feared me, but not her. I'd get in my car. You ain't going nowhere. She'd run, jump on the hood of my car. Listen, this is a true story. You don't know our past. Listen, but I'm not, I'm not glorifying it. I'm telling you, it, 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 where we are now, every one of you has a testimony, man. Every one of us. She jumps on my car. I'm like, this woman is crazy. Take, turn off the car. No, get off the car. No, 
Turn it off. No, get off. No. I said, okay. She thinks I'm playing. Put it in drive. And there I go. And there she is. Right in the hood of the car with me. <laughs> but I'm trying, I'm telling you this is because I don't know why I'm telling you this. Jesus, Lord. I told you I was going to be transparent today. I didn't know how transparent. But see, the enemy knew that if he could assassinate me, that he would kill the purpose and the destiny of my children. And I'm telling you what, there's many of us in here that the enemy is trying to come, and even today, he's trying to plunder you. And it's not even about you. It's about the purpose and destiny of what's to come. See, the devil doesn't just want you dead. He wants your entire lineage dead. He wants your daughter. He wants your son. He wants your son's son, your grandkids. He wants every one of your families gone. He wants to take their purpose and their destiny. The enemy has a plan to steal, kill, and destroy you. 1 Peter 5.8. He calls us to be alert and sober-minded. Watch out for the schemes of the devil who prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. The devil wants to devour our lives, keeping us from the joy of living and the relationship with Jesus. How many of you have not felt joy? How many of you have been battling this thing like, man, I don't know why, I just don't feel joy anymore. I'm going to give you four things that the devil wants for your life. Four things the devil wants for your life. You know, me and Pastor Daniel were talking the other day, and he was sharing with me about a revelation that the Lord had given him about one of the plans of the enemy, and he was talking about doubt. And what well, that's so true about doubt. I had spoken to somebody not that long ago, and I was even telling that person, I said, listen, Doubt comes because doubt comes to bring unbelief. And unbelief comes from a spirit of rebellion. And rebellion is that of a witchcraft. See, doubt is just a part of the bigger root issue. Listen, I've, I've been guilty of this, guys. Like, man, maybe, maybe it's not. Maybe we're not going to see miracles. Maybe the tent won't happen the way we think it's going to happen. That's doubt. And once we agree with the doubt, then unbelief comes because we give an authority to unbelief. And guess what? 
that sons and daughters, when we began to walk in unbelief, we're walking in rebellion. Rebellion. And then you want to go deeper, that's witchcraft. So four things that the devil wants for your life is this. He wants you to doubt God. In John 20, the disciples shouted that they had seen Jesus raised from the dead. But Thomas, he doubted, and they kept him from believing in the miracle of salvation. Jesus appeared to Thomas and said, stop doubting and believe. And I'm going to tell you, I'm just going to take authority right now. Right now, and I want you all to agree with me. If you believe, agree. Anybody that's been dealing with doubt, stop doubting and believe in the name of Jesus. We break every spirit of rebellion. We break every demonic spirit of doubt, of unbelief in the name of Jesus. And we take dominion over it right now in Jesus' name. When the devil tempts you to doubt God, don't let your circumstances determine your circumstances. God determines the circumstance. Always. Number two, the devil wants you to live in fear. Isn't that crazy how I wanted people to fear me? I wanted people to be fearful of me. That when I walk down the street, whoa, that's that crazy dude. That guy will shoot you, he'll cut you, he'll beat you. And here we look at one of the plans of the enemy. He wants you to live in fear. Demonic. Fear is not the absence of faith. It's the misplacement of it. The devil doesn't want to rob us of our faith. He wants our faith to be in anything else but God. A life in Christ is not a fear. Come on, Jesus. Psalms 34, 4 says this. I sought the Lord and he answered me and he delivered me from all of my fears. Come on, Father, we break any fear in the name of Jesus. Number three, he says, I want you to, he doesn't, he wants you, to, uh, bleh, excuse me, for you to feel insecure. Feel insecure. What does that, what does that even look like? Not knowing who your God is. Well, maybe, 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 maybe I'm not qualified for this. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe God didn't call me to this. He wants to make you feel inadequate. Like, man, you're in the wrong place. Somebody else could be doing this. There's so many other people that are qualified. Insecure. Ephesians 20, I'm sorry, Ephesians 2, 10, you are God's handiwork in Christ. You are not only qualified, and you are not only good enough, but Romans 8, 37 says that you are more than conqueror. 
You are more than a con- you are more than a conqueror through Him who loved us. Don't let the devil tell you that you are unloved or that you are not good enough. You are good enough. Number four, for you to fail. The devil wants to destroy us. He wants us to settle for what the world has given us. 2 Corinthians 4, verses 8 through 10. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body a death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may be revealed in our body. Come on, man. That's a, that's a good word. <laughs> Come on, Jesus. When you feel like you're going to lose, know that Jesus has already won, man. You know that we, we do that like, man, I just feel. No, man, you, you won. You already won. So the question I ask you again, what do you look like today? All right, we're going to go to our key verse. Let's turn to John 5, and we're going to start on verse 19. Jesus. We're going to start on verse 19 and 20. Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do. or For whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. So let's go most assuredly. I like that when, uh, when he says that, right? Most assuredly. That means, like, I'm pretty positive. <laughs> like, like, if you can count on anything, you can count on this. Like, most assuredly. most assuredly you see Jesus looks like the father and you and I as sons and daughters need to be closely knitted so we can do and say what the father says and does verse 20 for the father loves the son and shows him all things that he himself does And he will show him greater works than these that you may marvel. Listen, God loves you so much. He loves you so much that he wants to show you all of these things too. He wants you to marvel. Like literally, can you, I don't think we can grasp that. Like God is wanting to unveil things from the deepest place, from the secret, the hidden secrets. He's like, Brandy, let me show you this. And then you look and you're like, oh my God. 
Oh, my Lord. Like, what did I just see? <laughs> that we marvel. Have we become, listen, have we become the desensitized bride that we, we see things now? That we, listen, ah, listen. We, 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 we have a generation now that, that everybody's a prophet. And the first thing they see, they go to Facebook and they want to put it out there. Nothing against Facebook. I'm not. But what I'm saying is, they release things, and there's no, there's no marvel. There's no wonder. A prophetic word comes out, like, yeah, that was a good word, man. Like, where's the marvel? Like, whoa, God. I don't know about you, but I, I desire that. To, 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 to see the I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I want to marvel at the things of God. Can you imagine? Like, I, I don't know. If somebody, I, I'm not comparing a, a Lamborghini to God by no means, but if somebody would bring me a Lamborghini and look, I'm, I'm like, whoa. I would be like, I, can I sit in it? Can I drive it? Right? Why? Because I've never seen one before in my real life. There has to be a hunger, an expectation. And guess what? This is what God desires to show you and I every day. If we make ourselves willing. If we make ourselves willing. John uh, verse 4. John 4 verse 19. John chapter 4 verse 19. Jesus said to him, I have been with you so I have been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip. He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, Show us the Father? When we see Jesus talking about healing the sick and raising the dead and cleansing the leopard and restoring the sight to the blind eyes, we see the very heart of the Father. That's the heart of God. It's His goodness and His nature. See, we're talking about looking like Him. But before we can look like him, we have to know what he looks like. We have to know what, what is his nature? What is his character? What is he? Who is he? Who is he in your life? Hmm. God's character, his goodness. God is good, and he never changes. He is good all the time, not just once in a while, not just when things go our way. Even when things don't go well, he's good. 
What do you mean he's good? My lights just got shut off. I got no food in my fridge. How is that a good God? I lost my job. My husband left me. My wife left me. How is he a good God? Because he is. He's faithful. He's just. Psalms 34, 8 says this. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Listen, when you taste the goodness of God, everything that looks bad tastes like God, and because of that, it's good. It's good. When you're having a personal trouble and all hell seems to be coming against you, one of the best things you can do is speak it out loud. God is good. That's it. When everything's coming up, man, God, you're so good. I will praise you, God. Father, you're so good. Man, listen, I know it feels hard to do that. But because maybe we need to go a little bit deeper and taste the goodness. I'm guilty, man. I'm, I'm, I'm guilty. Like well, all this happens, like, oh man, not again, God. And sometimes that's the first thing that comes out. Not again? Really? Lord, again, God. Instead of, you're good. You're faithful, God. I trust you. Uh, because, see, the truth is, it's not God's fault. It's not. He's a good God. What is another character of God? He's holy. Holiness. Holiness. So when I say God is holy, what does that mean? In the Greek, to be holy is to be righteous or to be right. Hmm. God is always righteous. You know, I, I, uh, you think about being in, in, in the, the throne and the, the angels are crying, holy, holy. You see, the, the, the elders are crying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. You know, and it's crazy because sometimes there could be a holy moment and we miss it. We miss it. We're guilty. All of us. We get tired. We had a long day at work. Some of us are sitting in our chairs, falling asleep. And it's like, holy God. Holy. And there's a move of God. And there's like, you can feel the glory. And you can, I mean, you can even see the cloud. And people, <sighs> and meanwhile, holy God. Somebody's in the back on Facebook. They got to go to the bathroom in the holiest moment. Holy God, holy God. Shake Katie by side. Oh, I got to go pee. I'm just saying. He's a holy God. This is, this is serious. 
Jesus. If I can get the worship team up here for me. The Father, the character, compassion. If you're writing notes, Psalms 34, 17. I want you to know that I'm not shooting no shots at nobody out here. But this is something the Lord spoke to me at 5 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and I believe it's a, an evaluation even if it's for my own self. I'm not preaching to nobody. I'm talking to myself. Like, Lord, if I've been slothful in those areas, if I've, if I've taken it for granted, God, if, if I've been desensitized, God, please, Lord, forgive me. I don't want to be, I don't want to walk in that place. We talk about um, the characters and the nature of God. Psalms 34, 17 says, The Lord is near to those who have the broken heart, and he saves such as as a hat, I'm sorry, and saves such as have a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous but the Lord delivers him out of them all I want to read this I want to read this out of the passion translation you see because we have to one of the, the attributes in the character and the nature of God is compassion If we can't see people that are hurt and broken and if we just walk by them, where's the compassion of the Lord? Come on, I receive this for myself. Lord, challenge me, God. Lord, don't, don't let me just walk by people, God. We got to be love. We preach love this and mercy this and grace this. Hallelujah, but we don't want to walk to walk. Lord, help me walk to walk. Compassion. So I would read it in the Passion Translation. The Lord is close to those whose hearts are crushed by pain. And he is always ready to restore the repentant one. Even when bad things happen to the good and godly ones, the Lord will save them and not let them be defeated by what they face. God will be your bodyguard to protect you when trouble is near. Come on. We have to move in compassion. People that we meet on the streets have compassion with our family members. Come on, that's hard sometimes. Man, my brother gets on my nerves. My in-laws, I can't stand my in-laws. 
Every time I see them, man, they're just on me. My brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, my aunts, my uncles, I can't stand them. Their name, we mentioned the name, like, oh, hijo, no way. <laughs> Even them. We have to have compassion. Even when it's inconvenient for us. Another, and I believe it's one of the major ones, it's his love. Isaiah 54.10 says this. And I'm almost done, guys. Isaiah 54.10 says this. The mountains may shift and the hills may be shaken, but my faithful love won't shift from you. And my covenant and peace won't be shaken, says the Lord. Gosh. His love is faithful. Come on. The good news is that no matter how the world changes around us, he will always be there through it all. Through it all. I talked about holy. I want to give a scripture, Psalms 99, verse 5. Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his footstool because he is holy. is holy. Revelations 4 verses 8 through 11 and the four living creatures having six wings were full of eyes around and within and they did not rest day or night they didn't even, they didn't even rest day and night saying holy, holy holy Lord God almighty who was and is and is to come and whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, whoever lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and they worship him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne saying, you are worthy, O Lord, to receive your glory and honor and power for you created all things. And by your will, they exist. And we're by his will. He's a holy God. Listen, I believe that's a missing, big missing element right now. Is the holiness. Man, that's a whole other message, though. He's faithful. Jesus. He's grace. Grace finds us and welcomes us. It meets us right where we're at. Grace alone means that God loves, forgives, and saves us. Not because of who we are or what we do, but because of the work of Christ. He did it. He did it all. <laughs> so you don't have to. Ephesians 2, verse 8 and 9. For it was only through this wonderful grace that we believed in him 
Nothing we did could ever earn this salvation, for it was the gracious gift from God that brought us to Christ. So no one will ever be able to boast for salvation is never a reward for good works or human striving. And lastly, God is merciful. He is merciful. Ephesians 2, verses 4 through 6. But God still loved us with such great love. He is so rich in compassion and mercy. Even when we were dead and doomed in our many sins, he united us into the very life of Christ and saved us by his wonderful grace. He raised us up with Christ, the exalted one, and we ascended with him into the glorious perfection and authority of the heavenly realms. For we are now co-seated as one with Christ. Amen. Holy Spirit.